Hey, welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. So it's really thinking about using our free time. How do we use our free time? Owning our free time. You've heard different money experts talking about, you know, uh, boss your money and boss your time. And if you don't tell your money what to do, it'll tell you what to do. And the the same way as with our time, it's bossing our free time, owning our free time. And I know some of you are thinking, <laughs> free time, what's that? You know, we're so busy. We fill all of our time up, don't we? That's one thing that's so adamant in culture now is what is free time? What does that look like? And for some of us and a lot of us, when we finally do have a moment of quiet or a moment of not being scheduled, we just kind of check out. And sometimes it's really easy to check out by using our phones. I admit, I do it as well. It's just an easy thing to do, but I wanna remind you guys today and remind myself today of what God's Word says about our time. So just thinking about it through the lens of the gospel, through the lens of family discipleship. Also, I want you all to filter this through as I talk about this this morning. This is not um, get on your back or fuss at you or condemn you for, I cannot believe you are not using every free moment of your time to disciple your children. That is not what this is. There is grace here. And again, there is there are times when I realize we just need to recharge. And that may mean not engaging our children at all in that moment. So that's not what this is. And I want you to understand that. What I hope to convey is I know how much time I waste in a day. And that's painful to hear, it's painful to think about, but there are times that we just let time slip away, whether we are scrolling social media, or we're just checking out, or even reading a book, or doing something that we think is either bettering our uh, career as far as what we're learning and what we're engaging with, but sometimes we need to look at, am I filling all of my extra time with just more busyness? Do I have any margin to think about how I'm discipling my children or what our family devotion worship time looks like. And so that's what I wanna talk about today. So we look at time for management, productivity, how much more we can squeeze in, but considering time through the lens of the gospel is rare for many of us. It's crucial to peel back and look at time from God's perspective and his intent. So we're gonna go over these four things that I have listed. First, God has sovereign authority over and lays prior claim to our time. So when we say it's our free time, it really is not. It really is not. So Colossians says, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether in heaven or on earth, making peace by the blood of the cross. And in 1 Corinthians 6, it says, you are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And so again, our time, our free time is not our own. It's all God's. Number two, time is a gift from God to be gladly enjoyed and responsibly stewarded for us 
and for our children. So again, it's just that reminder of we need to boss our time and tell it what to do and what we're going to do. It says in John, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. And in Psalm 139, Lord, all my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. Number three, God intends for us to make wise choices about our time and to live at a reasonable and restful pace. Did y'all hear that? When I was writing that down, I was like, oh, I need to read that again. He intends for us to make wise choices about our time and to live at a reasonable and restful pace. How many of us can say that we live in a reasonable and restful pace? that really tends to go against culture. And I will tell you, I lived in a mindset for so long, even as a teenager, I have journals. I am not a journaler, by the way. I was made to journal when I was in high school in my English class, and I'm so thankful for that because I look back at those things, and I was busy as a teenager. I remember writing about it as a teenager. So some of us, it is, we are wired that way, and so you have to be very intentional not to uh, use all of our time and not have any margin. But culture also has taught us that if we are not busy, we are lazy. Do you all sense that sometimes? That if we don't fill all of our time, that that equals laziness. And that is not true. I tell myself, that is not true. But that sense of you have to be busy. So it says, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of redeeming the time because the days are evil. That's what it says in Ephesians. So to teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom is what Psalm 90 says. And then in Exodus and in Mark, it talks about Sabbath. I didn't put that in there, but I want you to listen. The Lord has given you the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day. Do no work. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for Sabbath. I think sometimes, too, even on our Sundays, are so busy. And even sometimes what we would say is doing the Lord's work, doing different things. But if an unbeliever were to look at our weekend, if an unbeliever were to look at the, a Sunday of a Christian, and not somebody necessarily that's on staff, but just as an average family, would they say, yes, I want to be a part of that, or would they say, they're as busy and so busy, so what does Sabbath really mean for them if they are that busy doing things? And so we want to invite unbelievers to be a part of what we are doing without adding so much more to that hamster wheel. So I want you to be encouraged by that and kind of think about that as well, of do we show what Sabbath looks like to the world and why God told us to honor the Sabbath day. God's design is for reasonable pace, peace, rest, and margin because we trust him more than we trust anyone or anything else. The reason we can rest well is that we know he is sovereignly upholding all things and is not dependent, listen to this, not depending upon us keeping the world spinning, that he is in control. Sabbath defines a guided rhythm to all of it. 
So I want to encourage you and remind you of that. And just that word margin. Do we have margin in our lives? Do we have margin in our lives where something unexpected happens, we can respond to it in a reasonable, rational way? Or are we so busy and life is so hectic and every moment is planned and scheduled that when something unexpected happens and it destroys our schedule or routine because we have no extra margin that we do not know how to respond appropriately to that? Has that ever happened in your all's lives that everything is scheduled so much and filled so much that when something unexpected happens, everything comes crumbling down because we have no margin, no space to be able to handle that. Number four, we are to make choices about our time with eternity in view. What does that look like? What does that mean with eternity in view? Not getting caught up in the things of the moment, not getting caught up in what might be, we think is best for our family tomorrow or leading up next week. Luke 12 says, you must also be ready you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming any hour you do not expect. And in 1 Peter, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. And this time on earth, it is not forever. But listen to this. But forever is forever. <laughs> Eternity is forever. But this time here is not forever. There are only three things that last forever. God and his word and the souls of people last forever. So how does this gospel-based kind of view of free time, view of time in general, affect the way we parent? Again, this is not a, okay, if you have all this free time, well, you need to be scheduling it with something. That's not what I'm saying at all. And I hope that all of your families have free time. I hope that you just have downtime, that our children aren't scheduled all of the time and all of their activities are going every day. So when we look at it in view of eternity, when we look at it at, from family discipleship, it's an interplay between now and forever. Now time is limited. We have 18 years at best with our children. For some of us, that time, that clock has been ticking a long time. For others, it's the beginning uh, or just a little ways through. But that time to be fully engaged in the disciple making of our children. So think about that as 6,570 days. That doesn't sound like a lot, does it, at all? Or 939 weeks. Have you ever seen those jars with the marbles that have 939 marbles and every week you're supposed to take one out to see how time is fleeting? It's just that visual of how time passes so quickly. Another, some people use, it's called a Legacy Countdown app. It's an app on your phone that you can put like a graduation year in for your children. I think all of that is super depressing. And so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not about any of that. <laughs> so maybe, maybe we need those visual reminders. I do not need that in my life, but a lot of people do. A lot of people do. But instead, instead of looking at it from that depressing view, I like to look at things from the privilege of the time that we do have left with our children and how we need to intentionally vest in 
our children's eternity. And so if you've been a part of Parent Gathering for any length of time, you've heard me talk and heard uh, Pastor Chad and I talk about a lot of these things as far as worshiping together as a family, intergenerational worship and intergenerational relationships, family worship and devotion time, redeeming family meal time. That's something that's super important to me. Uh, bedtime prayers and blessings. It's something that um, I also focus a lot on. And these are all ways to view time with eternity in mind, to view time with your children with eternity in mind. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but to be purposeful with our time, not devoted to activities, scheduling events, or our work, what we've been called to do. So think about this, have you ever seen that visual of when you're trying to plan uh, important things? And it's, it's been done from a uh, spiritual aspect and then even a secular aspect of you've got the big rocks that are the big important things and then you have sand and you have the little rocks well if you put the sand in those are the things that aren't very important but they take up a lot of our time those activities those other things if you put the sand in the big container first and then you put the small rocks in next then your container is more than half filled and now you've got these big rocks to put in and there's no room left for the most important things. And so how we should boss our time is dump all that back out. So our time, you know, is the container. Is we put in the big rocks first, because those are the most important things. Being intentional about spiritually developing our children, about family discipleship, about being at church, intergenerational worship developing those intergenerational relationships, having those times to talk about the important things with our kids. Those are those big rocks. And then those activities and those daily requirements, the things we have to do is the sand. We pour the sand in and the small rocks and that fills all the extra spaces. And so then everything fit that was supposed to be in there. And if you ran out of space with that sand, those things that really don't matter, then that's what you can throw out because was that more important than those big rocks, no. So that's just another visual to kind of think about as you plan your time. Because those big rocks are the most important things. So what could you add to your normal family life this week to build your child's heart for Jesus? What could you add this week? So go back to those things we talked about a lot about the worship. Obviously, you all are here. Obviously, you're a part of this. So you're doing that intergenerational worship and relationships, that family devotion time, meal time. What night? Think right now, what night? If we're not intentionally doing this, what night could we do that? Bedtime. Everybody goes to bed, right? We all go to bed, whether it's different times uh, of the evening. Those bedtime prayers and bedtime blessings, if the whole day has just been a stinker, you know you can end it and redeem it with those bedtime prayers and blessing. Obviously, we can't choose everything. We can't pick everything on that list. But choose one thing that you aren't currently doing. Go home. Put it on the calendar. If you have a big whiteboard like we do, maybe even your kids will be like, what is that? Like, why is that on the calendar? And then you can talk to them about that too. And make it an intentional part of your day. What do those things look like? So I can stand here all day and talk to you about what you're supposed to do and what we as parents are supposed to do. But I always want to give you practical tips too. So you might go home and go, well, what does 
like spending time just doing an activity together look like? What does that devotion look like? What do you even mean when you're talking about that? And so I want to think about, you can even Google some hands-on activities, especially if you have smaller children or if you have kids who really struggle to pay any attention at all, they might need to keep their hands busy and they're, what they're seeing busy, but they're listening the whole time. So you can go online and search for activities. Uh, one example would be if you have children who can participate a little bit more. Maybe some of them can write or read. Maybe they don't. Maybe you fill it out and you say, okay, we're gonna do, we're gonna write out the alphabet. You can do this for anything. Uh, it's fall, so think about that. So we're gonna do the alphabet horizontally, A, B, C, D, E, F, all the way to Z. And say, so we're gonna think of all of the words that we can think of that start with these letters that have something to do with fall, that describe fall. And so then they start listing out things and maybe if they don't read yet or they don't know their letters yet then they just start talking about things that are fall you explain to them what the fall season is and you start filling them in and then you read them back to them as they're older obviously they can participate in that maybe if you have multiple children they can pair up into teams and then it can be a race to see who can get so many by a certain time just make something fun now have i said anything about god's word have i said anything about our creator, no, this is just an activity, but then you turn that into opportunities to have discussions about faith and the gratefulness of God. So then you, they look at, what are those things do you like about fall? What are you thankful for? Are you glad that it's not blazing hot anymore? Do you miss that part? What are you looking forward to? Maybe some outings that you've done. Talk about some of those things. When we went there, what do you remember about that? What was fun about that? And so it's opportunities just to have normal conversations to point back to our Creator and our gratefulness and discussions of faith. And so look at the discussion questions on your paper. Uh, so just those ideas of, you could ask your kids, when you hear the word thankful, what do you think of? When is it hard to be thankful? What have you noticed about God today that you want to thank Him for? So these are just little activities, not big devotions, to have those conversations with your children, for them just to think a little bit more about who God is and their part in the scheme of things. And so I also laid some packets down on the floor of different tips and tricks uh, to get your children engaged in His Word and to help them better learn, memorize scripture, uh, just some things along the way, and we'll talk about those another time as well. But I want you all to always have some hands-on things that you can take home and say, well, this is what we talked about, but I don't really know what the next step is. I want you to always have that next step. And then again, there might be days, guys, and I have a couple of devotion ideas and examples down here, and I would love to talk to you all anytime about, you know, my kids are this age and this age, what would be a great devotion or what would be a good book? There's so many out there, lots of really good ones, some not so great ones. Um, but there might be days where you are just spent. I mean, how many of us have those days? where you are counting down the moments like, I love my children, but when is bedtime? You know, I mean, that is the reality of the world that we live in, and I am not going to sit up here and act like it is not, that's for sure. So, but use an opportunity. If you're just laying on the couch, and you're just like, Lord, please, I know time is fleeting, but it's not fleeting fast enough right now. <laughs> make my children tired, make my children tired. 
But uh, just even pulling out a book that you know and that is trusted. I lost my little spot here. Of reading. Well, it sure did come out, didn't it? All right. So see if this is, this is not a lot of scripture. This could be for kids of any age, just to get them thinking about who God is and their part in this world that he's created. So it's called Fish Out of Water. Have you seen a fish swimming? It dives, darts, glides, turns, flashes through the water. A fish was made for water. That's its natural habitat, the place where it belongs. And the Bible says we were made for God, to be loved by him and to love him. That's where we belong. When we run from God, we run away from everything that makes us alive and free. We run away from what gives us joy. We leave our place where we belong, close to his heart. And the Bible scripture is Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus said, come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. And then the next one is foolish fish. There's a fish on a unicycle. And it says, what if a fish one day decided, I've had enough of being told what I can and cannot do and only being allowed in water. I want to be free. I'm going to find my fortune on land. And then that fish jumped out of the water and onto the riverbank. How far do you think that foolish fish would get? It would wriggle and flap its fins, but of course fins don't work on land. It would lie there gasping for air and pretty soon it would die. How free is that fish on land? Not very, because the fish is not built for land. And we are not built to be away from our Heavenly Father. And so if the sun sets you free, you are freely, truly free. John 8, 36. Again, those are just silly little stories that's not a deep, deep, in-depth devotion but it could just spark, maybe you don't even feel like having a conversation that night, but you just read a little one page and give them something to think about. And maybe you just say, what do you think about that silly little story? And they start talking as you're sitting there on the couch, reclined, thinking, just gotta make it just a little, little bit longer. So I just want to encourage you of that. Every night doesn't have to be spectacular, amazing, the best Bible devotion we've ever done. But it's just being intentional about taking those little moments, little activities, a little story to give them little glimpses of who their creator is and who he's called them to be and pointing them back to his word. Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in the Rec Center, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.